your dog talk to you? Do you know what he or she is saying? Welcome to My Doggy Says. Here now to help you understand and build a closer relationship with your dog, the host of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Hi, this is Fred Haney, host of the My Doggy Says show, where you learn about dog bonding or how to build a, a stronger relationship with your dog. You'll hear interviews here with experts from all corners of the dog world, and the whole idea is to help you improve your dog communication skills and your dog training skills and to help you build a more nurturing relationship with your pet in order to be dog's best friend. And as usual, I'm here with one of my best friends, uh, Callie Golden Retriever. Uh, Callie's about four and a half years old now, and uh, she's here with me. She loves doing the show, and we did have our daily soccer match this afternoon. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know that uh, since Callie came to my home at age eight weeks old, uh, she invited me to play soccer. She found a soccer ball in the backyard. It was actually kind of a rubber, under-inflated soccer ball. And she uh, got around behind it and looked at me and said, okay, Fred, show me what you got. And I gave it a kick, and she ran and trapped it under her tummy, which is kind of funny because she could. She was so small she couldn't get all four paws to the ground. Uh, there's some pictures of that on our uh, website, uh, which is kind of fun to look at. Um, and uh, ever since then, it's really been her deal, her uh, invitation every day to go out and play soccer. Now she jumps a couple feet in the air and bonks it off her nose and, uh, she does what would be a header if she was a person, but when you're a golden retriever, your nose kind of gets in the way, and she does these uh, fantastic nosers, we call them, uh, and uh, we've had uh, tremendous fun with that. Uh, we have uh, an informative uh, show for you tonight. Our guest uh, is an expert in dog training and uh, behavior. Her name is Cindy Scott. She's also the author of uh, Zen Shen, a book uh, we'll have her talk about. And another uh, book collection of uh, photos and uh, uh, and stories about uh, poets who were in close relationships with their dogs, titled "The Human Dog Relationship." So we're uh, looking forward to our conversation with Cindy. Uh, she is a, a trainer extraordinaire, and if you have a question you'd like to ask her, we'd love to have you call the program. The number to call in Phoenix is six zero two. 277-KFNX, and outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. And if you do call uh, and join the program, we'll make sure you get a free copy of the Dog Appreciation Lesson CD. Uh, that's a collection of, it's a CD, it's a collection of 18 sound clips from this show, and uh, you'll hear a little two- to three-minute uh, stories, very uh, loving and special stories about people and their relationships with their dogs. Uh, Dean Kuntz, who has written dogs into uh, a lot of his uh, mystery books, uh, talks uh, about uh, a time when he thought uh, the police were going to take uh, his dog Trixie to jail. A very sweet little story. Uh, Tom Sullivan, the author of If You Could See What I Hear, talks about how important it is uh, to believe and trust in a, a guide dog. Uh, and Ted Carasotti talks about uh, his very first meeting with Merle. Ted was the author of Merle's Door. And a very uh, lo lovely little uh, semi-mystical story about Ted's first meeting with Merle. Uh, and so on. So there are 18 of those clips. And if you do call and join the program, we'll make sure you get a free copy of the Dog Appreciation Lessons 
CD. Uh, be sure and uh, track along with us during the week. The best way to do that is to check out our uh, fairly newly rebuilt website, www.mydoggysays.com. Uh, read the blog there. Uh, there's also a lot of uh, fun content, uh, video, articles, photographs, uh, and the podcasts from uh, these radio shows uh, all appear there, and they're all accessible from the home page. There's a lot of content just uh, one or two mouse clicks away. If you just tuned in, you're listening to the My Doggy Says Show, and we're going to visit tonight with uh, our guest, uh, who is a dog trainer and uh, behavior expert. Her name is Cindy Scott. Uh, and uh, she's the author of a book titled Zen Xian, which is a fun title. We'll get her to explain that to us. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to call, the number in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, Cindy Scott, welcome to the My Doggy Says Show. Thank you so much for having me on. We're just delighted to have you here, and we're looking forward to uh, having an informative uh, discussion about uh, dog training. I, I know uh, you've been involved with it for a while. Uh, why don't you Quite go back, a while. <laughs> well, why don't you go back and tell us a little bit about uh, how you got involved uh, as a dog trainer, some, some of your uh, history, and, uh, and well, where uh, some of the places it's taken you. It, it's, it's been quite quite a experience. It, I think it really started, um, uh, what kind of led me to behavior was um, when I was young, I've always been in love with dogs, and I could never have one. Uh, my younger brother is severely disabled, and my mother never wanted to have a dog in the house. It was just more work, and, you know, since my brother couldn't walk, she just felt like, you know, she didn't want a dog in the house, and so... I spent my time, since I couldn't have a dog, that I went to the library and studied everything about them. And then when I finally got my own dog when I was 13, she was like my best bud. We did everything together. And and um, then when she was 10, she ran out and got hit by a car. No. And com- completely devastated, I looked at that tragedy, and, you know, I thought I had done everything right. I, I had done what all the books said. I had trained her. I had taken her to class, and the training failed. And in my efforts to prevent this tragedy not only from happening to me again, but to as many dogs as I could possibly get in contact with, it kind of sent me on a journey to study behavior, to study training, and through that journey, I found the miracle of scientific learning theory, positive reinforcement, operant conditioning, classical conditioning, all those things that you study in, you know, psychology class, that you can apply that to your dog, and by doing that, you get a much more reliable, consistent response than any other type of training out there. And I was fortunate enough to uh, meet a very, um, a very top behaviorist. I did an apprenticeship with him. I was able to meet behaviorists from around the world, and um, it just kind of led one thing into another. And I've I've been involved with so many things because of this business, and it's just it's so rewarding. Every single dog that I come in contact with is is rewarding to me. Um, I do work with shelters and rescue groups, um, but you know every single dog that I can teach 
not to run out into the street or to come when called, it just um, it almost makes the tragedy worth it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, at least it had uh, it had some benefits. Uh, you, it's you like do. Turning, you, yeah. you, well, you do an interesting thing. You, you give some of your the proceeds from your training work to a, a couple uh, organizations that are really supportive of dogs. You want to talk about that for a sec? Absolutely. I my own personal um, belief system is to give back. Um, you know, so it's very important to me that I give a portion of everything that I make goes to animal groups, Humane Society, ASPCA whole rescue groups. I donate a lot of my time uh, and money, and um, I, I just believe in giving back. I think that's very important spiritually. I imagine that uh, some of our listeners are sitting there thinking that, uh, uh, th- that what a dog trainer does is work with Lassie and uh, help Lassie get, <laughs> through, uh, get through the movie. Um, yes, and, and that's a good point. I want everybody to know that what they see in the movies uh, is, you know, Lassie's on screen or that Dalmatian or whatever is on screen, but there's literally five people off screen getting it to do different things, and they have to, you know, shoot a scene two or three days to splice it and edit it together to get that one shot. So it does, doesn't always work exactly like you'd even, like. But, but it... Even Lassie wasn't Lassie, you know, <laughs> so it's all the movie magic. So no, no dog is perfect like that. But but what do what what does a dog trainer do? You don't spend all your time making movies, do you? I mean, you you, you probably uh, uh, helping people down the block solve some uh, tough problems. Is, is that right? I mean, you got it. You well, got give, it. give us it, a little uh, thumbnail sketch of of uh, how you spend a day, maybe. It encompasses everything from obviously group class. Um, one of my passions is puppy classes because I want to get puppies young. It's so much easier to prevent the problem than to solve it. So I do a lot of group puppy classes where we let them socialize. We work on basic obedience. And kind of just do the puppy 101 stuff and we do group classes puppy, uh, basic obedience, agility, um, canine good citizen, those sorts of things. But then I also do private training where, again, you may have a rescue dog that came with a set of problems. Maybe they're barking a lot or they're pulling on leash or jumping or peeing in the house. And so I actually go to people's homes and sit down with them, find out what's going on, and then we go through the training uh, and I show them how to solve that problem with their dog. Uh, you know, we also do, um, you know, group classes, private training. Uh, there's board and train that we do, but I only do that for dogs or, you know, owners are out of town anyway. I prefer to sit down with the owner from the start and solve the problem because, uh, you know, me coming out and working with your dog for an hour is not going to solve your problem. It's modifying your behavior so you can be consistent with the dog on a daily basis, and that's what's going to solve the problem. Um, A couple things there that I'd like to come back to, but we're uh, coming up, uh, Cindy, on the end of the segment. I want to make sure you have time to tell our listeners uh, how they can find your website and your blog uh, and, and your books uh, and uh, also some information about how to contact you if they're interested in uh, getting your help. Absolutely. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is go to my website. It's myzendog.com. 
And my email is there, my phone number. I always say you can email, text me, send up smoke signals, whatever, but go to the website. It's myzendog.com. Okay, and uh, uh, here's a question. Uh, maybe you could give just a quick example, and we can uh, dig in a little more in the next segment. Uh, sure. But let's, let's think a little about some of the toughest problems you have to solve. What are, what are some of the real hard problems? The toughest problem by far or the most difficult problem to solve is aggression. And um, the most common form of aggression I see is fear aggression. Uh, dogs become afraid of things that they don't know, so the way that they respond to it when they can't get away from something is they're going to stand their ground and protect themselves. So aggression by far is the most difficult behavior to modify. Well, in, in the next segment, uh, maybe we can talk a little about how you go about uh, working Absolutely. through the, the, those kinds of issues. Um, but uh, I, I know that can be a hard problem. And I also know that uh, uh, you sort of subscribe to the positive uh, dog training ideas, and uh, we want to talk about that in the next segment as well. The My Doggy Says Show will be back with uh, our guest, Cindy Scott, who's a dog trainer and uh, uh, animal behavior expert. Uh, be sure and join us after the break. Welcome back to My Doggy Says. Here once again to help you understand and build a closer relationship with your dog. The host of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you get better at dog bonding, you improve your dog talk skills, uh, and you learn to build a more nurturing relationship with your pet in order to become dog's best friend. And you're doing it on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Uh, this evening we're visiting uh, with an expert dog trainer uh, and a behavior expert, Cindy Scott. She's the author of a book titled Zen Shen, which is fun. It should be Le Zen Shen, I guess. Uh, and uh, another book that uh, is a collection of photographs uh, uh, and stories about uh, poets and other writers who talked about their uh, relationship with their pets. Uh, and uh, right now we're talking with Cindy about uh, some aspects of dog training and some of the problems that she has to solve. Uh, if you have a problem that you'd like to talk to Cindy about, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, be sure and participate with us during the week. We only do the show uh, on Wednesday nights, one night a week. But uh, if, if you uh, check out our website, www.mydoggysays.com, you'll see uh, a, a lot of content there. There's some fun video, fun photographs, some great articles, uh, and the, the podcasts of these interviews. Uh, so uh, some of the recent posts include our interview with Rachel Baum of uh, Barkbusters uh, and a fun little story and some photographs of Callie, uh, my golden retriever, meeting some uh, kids, doing some socializing uh, at Lake Arrowhead. Uh, one post about uh, Callie socializing with uh, some kids and another one about Callie socializing with another a bunch of golden retrievers uh, in the neighborhood. Uh, and then there's a post and podcast uh, about skin care for dogs with uh, Dr. Adelia Ritchie of Dermagic, uh, some uh, animal communication thoughts from Janet Roper, an animal communicator, 
and uh, you can work your way back through the the. The uh, blog posts are organized in about five categories, so it's really interesting uh, and it's easy to get at uh, some of the things that uh, you're especially interested in, www.mydoggysays.com. Cindy, before the break, we were starting to talk a little about um, some of the more serious problems that you have to deal with as a dog trainer, and you mentioned uh, aggression uh, in dogs. Uh, I can imagine that that's kind of tough. I mean, what, uh, can you give us some examples of uh, situations you've had to deal with and, and how you did it? Right. Well, obviously aggression is the most serious because it's the most dangerous, whether it's dog-on-dog aggression or dog-to-human aggression, which, of course, is the most serious and most serious in nature for the dog because, you know, honestly, if, if a dog bites a person, it could be a death sentence for the dog. So it's really important that we get a handle on that situation, obviously, to protect the people, but also to protect the dog as well. So um, the most uh, most common type of aggression that I see, there's about a dozen different types of aggression, but the most common is fear aggression, where dogs act out of fear, and they feel like they have to defend themselves. Uh, I would do a lot of work with shelter and rescue dogs, and we see that a lot in these guys uh, where they're just uh, afraid of different types of people. Uh, the number one fear that dogs have are kids because kids do things that adults would never dream of, uh, you know, the way they walk, they have jerky movements, the tones of their voice. Uh, and the second number two, or the number two fear that dogs have is men. Most care providers, whether it's you know, vets, uh, rescue, volunteers, trainers, most are women. So most contact and most experience that dogs have is with women and least of all kids. So, again, you become afraid of what you don't know. So if you see something kind of scary, their response is to bark and act aggressive and say, hey, get away from me. And if they feel like they really have to defend themselves, they will. So basically, to treat a fear like that, um, what we do is, of course, determine what the fear is, whether it's men, kids, kids of what ages, and then we pair a positive association with that fear. So say a dog was afraid of men. So what we would do is have men toss the dog some treats, something really, really good. Food is like money to a dog. It comes in different denominations. So they're, you know, regular dry dog food or a healthy little organic biscuit. It may be worth $5 to the dog. But, you know, a little piece of chicken or cooked hot dog, that could be worth, you know, $1,000 to the dog. So you think about what you wouldn't do for $5, you might at least think about for the right price. So what we do is we have people toss really high-value treats to the dog to pair a positive association. So it's like, you know, say you didn't like going to the dentist or you were afraid while you're sitting in the dentist chair, but while you were there, we had the dentist and the hygienist hand you $100 bills the whole time you were there, or $1,000 bills, they make such a thing. And pretty soon you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I love the dentist. The dentist is great. I could sit here all day. This is fabulous. And that's the same technique that we're using with the dogs. I love your uh, I love your pay scale. There. That, that, that's great. Uh, if you if you just tuned in, you're listening to the My Doggy Says Show. I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you build uh, find ways to build a stronger bond with your dog 
Uh, and tonight uh, we're learning a lot about uh, dog training, positive dog training, and uh, animal behavior from Cindy Scott, who is uh, an expert trainer and the author of a book titled Zen Shen. Uh, if you have a question for Cindy, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX, and outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is one 866 536 So, Cindy, do uh, all dogs have the same pay scale? How do you, how do you no. rate? Uh, how do you rate treats, and how do you find out uh, which ones question. they uh, they like the best? Excellent question. No, of course they're all different. We're all different. You know, my pay scale is probably different than yours. Um, and how you find out is trial and error. Trial and error is the best way to learn. And you try something. If it doesn't work, you try something else. And some dogs are chow hounds, uh, love my Labradors because they are so easily motivated by food. And other dogs are not as easily motivated by food. I have one of my dogs as a lab mix, and she could really care less about food, but she would do anything for her tennis ball. Forget the steak, bring on the tennis ball. Some dogs will do it for squeaky toys. Some dogs will do it for, oh, my gosh, I've, I've used owners as lures. I've used other dogs as lures. Um, you know, whatever is a motivator for your dog, that's to be used. So part of your job is to find out what the motivators are. You got, I mean, that's the whole thing. Learning yeah. is all about motivation. Whether it's us, a dog, a cat, a goldfish, if you find out what motivates the organism, you can train them. You can teach them. How much of, of your time is spent training dogs versus training people? Oh, it's all about training the people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Once I train the people, the dog is a piece of cake. Uh, people ask me all the time, um, you know, what what is the uh, most difficult breed to train? And quite honestly, the most difficult breed is the dog that's owned by a difficult owner. <laughs> it's not the dog at all. It's how stubborn the owner is. Uh, because their behavior is so in direct correlation to our behavior. It's, it's amazing. And I always say if your dog is doing something that bugs you, the first step is to stop and look at what the reward is, what your response to that behavior is. Yeah, what are some of the things that people do to, uh, to uh, oh. get their dogs off on the wrong path? Okay, number one is the little dogs. Okay, I love that everybody's got little dogs. I have a little dog. They're great. But every little dog has to abide by what I call the 80-20 rule, which means that 80% of the time they have to be down on the floor on their own four feet. Only 20% of the time can you carry your little dog because if you're carrying your little dog all the time, you're rewarding them for all the bad behavior they do, and then they never get to be confident, so they develop fears just like what we talked about. Um, so the biggest mistake I see is people, you know, their little dog barks, and they immediately pick them up and go, shush, shush, stop barking. Okay. And really, so re- rewarding saying, the wrong thing. Cindy, exactly. we're, uh, we're, we're coming up on a break. I hold your thought there. I want to be sure we cover that. Very quickly, tell people how they can find your website. Website is myzendog.com, M-Y-Z-E-N-D-O-G. Dot com. Terrific. Uh, and uh, we'll come back and uh, finish the story about uh, little dogs and how people can mess them up if they're not <laughs> careful uh, uh, after the break. It's the My Doggy Says Show, and we're visiting tonight with Cindy Scott, 
dog trainer extraordinaire and behavior expert uh, and author of Zen Shin. Uh, be sure and join us with Cindy after the break. Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you learn what makes dogs tick, how to improve your dog bonding skills, and how to be dog's best friend. And you're doing it on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Tonight, uh, we're learning a lot about positive dog training uh, and uh, dog behavior from Cindy Scott, who is an expert uh, trainer and the author of a book titled Zen Shen. And uh, if you have a question for Cindy, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. I know one question I get a lot is, uh, how does this positive training stuff work? So uh, if that's something you've thought about, you have a question about that, maybe a specific question about a behavior you'd like to work on, uh, I'm sure Cindy would be glad to uh, take a crack at that and see if she can help you out. Um, if you ever uh, have to kind of scratch your head and say, why did my dog do that? Uh, you're sort of on the path of uh, learning something about uh, human and dog communication, uh, and uh, while you're scratching your head and thinking about it, the next thing you ought to do is go grab a copy of My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie, because that's really what the book is about. It's uh, sort of my experience at uh, interpreting uh, my golden retriever, uh, Jamie's, uh, behavior, and what I finally figured out uh, was that uh, almost every time she did some quirky little thing uh, that caused me to stop and scratch my head, there was usually a message behind it. She was trying to tell me something. And uh, the more I tuned into that and got good at interpreting those messages, uh, the better our relationship became. And because I took a lot of photographs, thousands of photographs, and uh, 85 of those photographs uh, uh, appear in color in um, My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie. So you can find it on uh, the website, mydoggysays.com. You could also get it at Amazon or in uh, any of the bookstores. Uh, if they don't have it, they can order it. Um, Cindy, before the break, we were talking about uh, how people can cause problems with their dogs. And one example you gave was that if people are just always picking up their little dog to uh, protect it um, in different situations, then the little dog maybe n never develops the skills uh, it needs to protect itself. Exactly. Um, it's you know, in the past few years, there's been such an increase in little dogs. Everybody has little dogs, which is great. I have a little dog, too. He came to me as a stray. I found him. And what I'm seeing, the more little dogs that are coming to class, is I see a lot of little dogs with fears and a lot of fear issues uh, because that they were never properly socialized when they were puppies. And, again, they never got a chance to socialize because you can't really socialize when you're in the crux of somebody's arm. Uh, or in somebody's handbag. So um, puppy class, socialization class is so important. And for puppies, I, or for little dogs, I do 
uh, discriminate a little bit. I do have the Just for Small Dogs class because there are some health issues. There are some uh, physical limitations with the little dogs where we don't want them to rough house and play with the larger dogs. Uh, some of these smaller dogs, I mean, they're breeding these dogs so small now. You have even like toy chihuahuas and toy Yorkies that are less than five pounds. And so even if another dog were to come up and try and get them to play but inadvertently hit them on the head or something, you know, they could get a concussion or worse. So um, if you have a really small dog, you do have to watch their physical limitations. However, they still need to be socialized. So that's why we do this, the Just for Small Dogs class. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love to carry my dog, and he goes shopping with me and my little bag and everything. But he still has to be on his own four feet. Good, uh, good lesson. You're listening to the My Doggy Says Show. I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to build stronger bonds with your dog. And tonight you're learning all about positive dog training and dog behavior from Cindy Scott, a dog trainer extraordinaire and the author of a book titled Zen Xian. If you have a question for Cindy, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is one 866 536 uh, Cindy, you'd also said that uh, some people unknowingly uh, train their dogs to jump up on other people, and that, that, oh, that's yeah. a, a problem that you have to undo sometimes. Jumping is another big problem that I see. And, again, you know, these are common things that are very annoying but are very easy to take care of. And the big thing with jumping I see a lot is, again, People get the puppy, and it's really cute when, you know, it's a little 5-10 pound puppy jumps on you. It's adorable, and we pet it, and it's cute. And then the puppy continues to grow. And then pretty soon you've got this 70-pound retriever flinging themselves on you, and it's not so cute anymore. So number one is we want to give puppies the same rules that they're going to have as they will when they're an adult dog. So we don't change it on them. That's confusing. But the big thing I see people do is um, if their dog jumps on them, sometimes they'll pet them and sometimes they'll push them away. Well, the dog doesn't know when you want to pet them, so they're always going to jump on you to get the attention. And if you push your dog away, that's still retention. You make contact with him. Now it's a game. He's going to come back for more. And the more that you yell at your dog, the more it's going to amp him up, especially if you have a lab or a golden retriever. Even looking at those guys is, is a, uh, a reward to them. It's like, oh, you looked at me. So if your dog jumps on you, the best thing to do is really just fold your arms and walk away from them. Turn your back on them, walk away. And I, I had a real, uh, I had a real object lesson that a couple years ago. We were having a problem with Callie, golden retriever, who's just been a spectacular dog. But she was being uh, too friendly with my granddaughters, uh, who were maybe three and five at the time. Oh, and, yeah. and, of course, they didn't know how to deal with it, and Callie didn't know how to deal with it. So we, we had uh, local dog trainer uh, Brian Lee come and uh, help us out a little bit. Uh, and uh, that was really the lesson uh, for uh, the girls, was to, uh, which was not easy for them to learn. It took some practice. took some practice to learn to kind of walk across the room and, uh, and uh, ignore uh, this 80-pound golden retriever. Uh, I, I still remember uh, little Amelia, who I think was three at the time, uh, kind of walking across the room, but she, you know, had her heart in her hands and 
kept looking back over her shoulder, and Brian kept saying, just pretend she's not there, pretend the dog's not there, and Amelia says, but she is there. <laughs> but But uh, with a little practice and a little work, they got pretty good at it, and it yeah. it, it really solved the problem. And about, about an hour of work, uh, and they were able to go out in the yard and play together, which I thought was... You know, was, it's uh, amazing how fast it works, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really, and, do, really does. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing that we do is, of course, remove the reward, but also, very importantly, and in a situation like that, is, is to teach what you want. I mean, I think we forget that so much in our culture, is to focus on what you want. So if you don't want your dog to jump up, teach them to sit to get your attention. They can't be jumping if they're sitting. So the more they get rewarded for sit, the more they're going to do that. Yeah, that's so an important lesson, want. isn't it? It, it? It's hard to teach a dog to don't jump. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, but you can teach it to uh, to do other things, like like sit or, or uh, go teach find a tennis. Teach them what you want, yeah. yeah that's, teach them that's what you great. want. Uh, Cindy, you talk about uh, positive dog training, as do a lot of the uh, trainers these days. Uh, what does that mean to you? Positive means not using force and not using fear or punishment. Uh, I never want to train out of fear uh, or punishment. I don't want to do anything that's going to physically harm a dog or mentally harm a dog. And I don't want them to respond to me out of fear. I want them to respond out of me because they enjoy what they're doing. And the best way to get that is to reward what I want. The more you reward a behavior, the higher the probability that that behavior is going to reoccur and reoccur more frequently. So just like I said with the sit, the more that your dog gets rewarded for sit, the jumping's not only going to die out, but he's going to start sitting for everything. And dogs will develop what we call a superstitious sit, which means end out sit. Which there's nothing wrong with that. If they're sitting, there's a whole lot of things they can't be doing. Maybe if so, I sit, I'll get a puppy treat. Or a pets or a tennis ball or just to get you to look at me. So absolutely. That, that, that's great. Well, um, I, I want to talk a little more in the next segment about uh, that, that whole process of rewarding and uh, reinforcing the kind of behavior you want. Uh, let's take a minute and tell the listeners how they can find out more about what you do. Go to my website. There's all my information. It's at myzendog.com. It's M-Y-Z-E-N-D-O-G.com. And uh, it's my Zen dog because we go with the dog's natural instincts and we make it as simple as possible. So that's why I call it Zen Dog Training. Yeah, I want to follow up on that a little bit in the next segment because you wrote a book titled uh, Zen Xian. Um, Zen Xian, yes. For, for the French among us, I guess it would be Le Zen Xian. And uh, you also talk a little about dog yoga, uh, doga. So you're into yes. um, the, the mystic side of these uh, very yes. special animals. I, I think they are a little mystical, too, if I could get you know philosophical with you. There's something about dogs. Our bond with them goes way, way back. And the first time I worked with wolves, it really was a spiritual moment. I mean, being that close, it, it really takes your breath away. And, well, you know, let's, dogs... uh, 
let's develop that in the next segment. Uh, it's the My Doggy Perfect. Says Show. We're going to talk uh, doggy mysticism with uh, <laughs> our guest, Cindy Scott, uh, in, in the next segment. Be sure and join us after the break. <laughs> Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show. I'm Fred Haney, your host and author of the four-time award-winning book, My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie, How a Dog Named Jamie Talks to Her People. Uh, tonight we're uh, learning all there is to know about positive dog training and uh, dog behavior uh, from uh, our guest, Cindy Scott. Uh, Cindy is a, a trainer and also the author of a book titled Zen Shen. Uh, if you have a question for Cindy, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is one 536 1100 And if you do become a part of the program, we'll make sure you get a free copy of the Dog Appreciation Lessons CD. Uh, As you're tracking along with us during the week, uh, one good way to do that is to check out the fun video on our website, uh, www.mydoggysays.com. One of my favorites is uh, on the homepage right now. It's uh, Cousin uh, Maggie Golden Retriever uh, chasing the... uh, uh, Westminster Kennel Club dogs around the ring at the Westminster Kennel Club dog show. She's uh, watching on TV, and as the dogs make their way around the ring, Maggie just goes crazy and follows them around with her nose, barking, barking, barking. Uh, it's uh, w- one of the funniest uh, dogs watching TV videos I've seen. Uh, so be, be sure and check that out at uh, mydoggysays.com. Uh, Cindy Scott, uh, one of the things... Uh, I wanted to talk about a little was uh, this mystical side of uh, man's best friend. Uh, you wrote one book titled uh, Zen Xian, and uh, you, you also do some work with uh, dog yoga. There's uh, uh, something on the metaphysical side going on there. Uh, what, 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 what's that all about? Absolutely. A, a little bit about my own personal beliefs coming through, which I think you know our own beliefs come through in everything that we do, but... Um, I, I wrote the book, The Zen Shen, and I called it The Zen Shen, first of all, because it rhymes. I mean, what could be better? Uh, but my personal philosophy with dog training is, is to keep it simple, to keep it as simple as possible, and to use, of course, the dog's own natural instincts to make it easy. And I wrote the book. I compiled it. I, it's, it's a very small book. I did it, you know, one chapter at a time to make it as easy to follow as possible, because who's got time to read a huge old book? on canine behavior. So what I did was kind of cut out all the stuff you didn't need and made it just as easy and simple to follow. And then, of course, the Shen part, because, you know, love the French. They do everything that they do is fabulous. So we want it to be simple, but we want our dogs to be fabulous, too. So, you know, and to do it with style. So that's why it's the Zen Shen. Um, And uh, the dog yoga came about kind of organically just because, you know, I love yoga, first of all. Yoga completely changed my life. It's wonderful. It's, you've never done it. You should try it. It's fabulous. 
And, um, you know, every time you put your mat out, the dogs come and, and they want to be with you. So then I came across that they were actually doing yoga, combining yoga with their dog uh, on, in New York, in Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And so I got a hold of a yoga trainer and trained with her on how to incorporate your dog into your yoga practice. And, of course, I did it for selfish reasons because I just want to hang out with my dog. Uh, but what I found was that it really helps the dog, that it helps them to relax uh, by doing the massages and the reflexology on your dog. It helps with handling and desensitizing them. Just so some dogs don't like to have their feet touched, so it's impossible to trim their nails. Uh, some people have to, you know, sedate their dogs to brush their teeth or to, you know, clean out their ears. So by doing the yoga and the massage with their dog, it teaches them to love to have that handling. So if you need to handle your dog, it makes it a lot easier. And it makes your yoga practice a lot fun if you can do it with your dog. <laughs> there you go. What a fun combination. If you just tuned in, you're listening to the My Dog Eat Says show. I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to build stronger bonds with your dog. And tonight we're learning all about positive dog training. Uh, and dog behavior from trainer extraordinaire Cindy Scott. Uh, Cindy's also the author of Zen Shin, which is a book we just uh, chatted about a little bit. Uh, if you'd like to uh, jump in with a quick question for Cindy, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, Cindy, back to the uh, Zen Shen for a minute. I, I think you could make the case that dogs do a pretty good job of living in the present. Oh, absolutely. They are the most Zen of creatures. And it's it's interesting. I, I did a yoga class last night, and, and after the class, we sit with our dogs and do a little massage. And the looks on their faces are just priceless because they're so relaxed. They are so in the moment. And I think the lesson that we need to take away from them is just that, because so often we're living in the past or we're living in the future, and we need to center ourselves more. So there's a lot that we can learn from them. I I, uh, uh, often wish that I could do a better job of understanding what uh, Callie, Golden Retriever, is uh, trying to tell me. I I, I, I take my best shot at it. But uh, the other morning, she kind of stopped me in the hallway uh, and just sat there in the hallway uh, inviting a a scratch, and I leaned over and gave her a nice long scratch and kind of put my head down beside hers, and she just didn't move. She just uh, snuggled and uh, let me scratch her, and and, uh, it was kind of a special moment. It was a little more than uh, usual somehow, but you just had the feeling that, Something was going on for her, and she was uh, tr- trying to send some kind of a message. It, it was a, a little unusual behavior. Uh, but, and isn't but it interesting? You know, I mean, that's a moment that you remember, too, you know, where it does catch you to be in the present and to remember those little things and those simple things that give us joy, uh, you know, just scratching our dog's head. And, and the pleasure that it gives them gives us pleasure. Well, one of my uh, peak moments every day is when Callie comes running into my office and kind of screws her face into this real quizzical kind of look, the opposite of a golden retriever smile. You know, she kind of <laughs> kind of scrunches her face all up, and she looks at yes. me, and, 
and I know the message. The message is, Brett, it's time to play soccer. Come on. Yeah. What are you, what are you waiting for? That's one of my, uh, one of my favorites every day. Uh, Cindy, I, I wanted to ask a question about uh, positive dog training. Um, I I stumbled into uh, uh, an example of uh, reinforcement, I guess, years ago. We had an Irish setter and I wanted to teach her to speak and I didn't know how to do that. I I didn't know it was Mm -hmm. a bad idea at the time. Uh, but well, it's um, not a bad idea. What? Only if you reward it when you don't ask <laughs> yeah, for it. It's not a bad right. idea. <laughs> so, so one day I noticed my wife was uh, sweeping the kitchen floor, and uh, Bonnie, the golden retriever, was barking at the broom. Uh, uh-huh. So I said, "Aha! I've, now I know how to do this." So I grabbed the broom and swept it on the floor a little bit, and she started barking, and I started rewarding her with puppy treats. And it took me about okay. twenty minutes to okay. have her uh, uh, speaking. But I, I guess the question is, uh, if you're going to reinforce behavior that way as a part of uh, a positive training uh, right. routine, I, I, how do you how do you get the behavior in the first place? Um, well, frankly, there's two ways to teach a behavior. One, you can wait for the behavior to happen naturally. If your dog just you know yawns because they're tired or they sneeze, and then you reward that, then you can put it on cue. The second way is to lure them. Anything that you can lure your dog to do, you can also put on cue. Uh, lure, again, is anything your dog wants. It could be food. It could be a tennis ball, a squeak toy. And if you can take that lure and by them following it, position their body into the position that you want, then you reward it. It's like for a sit or a down or a come or a roll over or anything like that. So it really is dependent on your timing, just like what you found with the broom is you set up the stimulus that makes them do it, sweeping, and then you reward it. And then after you reward it several repetitions, you can eliminate the stimulus, and then you just have the cue, the word speak, uh, becomes the conditioned stimulus. So, um, you know, you start out with what makes them do it, and then you phase that out as they learn uh, the cue. Well, that's... That's a really good lesson, and I hope uh, we've created some new uh, positive dog trainers. Uh, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a fun conversation. I I love the way uh, you think about these things, and I'm sure you're uh, helping your clients a lot. Uh, Tell our listeners how they can find out more information about uh, you and your books and what you do. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. I can't believe it's over already. Um, You can find out more information about me or if you have a question. Jump on my website. It's myzendog.com. If you're interested in a copy of the Zen Shen, you can purchase it there, or it's available at Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Uh, and if you have questions, uh, you know, go to uh, my website, my email, my phone number is all there, and you can contact me. Cindy, thank you so much for joining us. It was a fun conversation, and uh, I hope we've uh, helped people solve uh, some of their dog training problems. Um, thanks so much for uh, joining us. We really had a good Thank time. Thank you so uh, much for having good, me. Good conversation. Be sure and join us again next week, 8 to 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time or Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, in the meantime, pay attention to what your dog is saying. Do something about it. And remember Jamie's first rule for a good life. Don't bark if a wolf will do the job. 